Back to the basket, guarded by Bulber. Jumper is up and good. Emily Spear inside, knocks down another one. She's got eight. Weave driving, hanging, teardrop shot. Rolls in good for Brittany Weave. We continue on buys and feedback tonight. Jack Michaels in for Scott Miller this evening. Fans, higher yield, more oil in a variety of profitable uh, market uh, segments. That's Mycogen Brad Sunflowers. Talk to your local Mycogen seed dealer about getting higher premium potential today. Dow AgroSciences, science, yield, success. You heard some sounds of this last two-game road trip for North Dakota State's women. It's one of those where you start off in, in a climate that's warm with no snow and usually end in a climate that has some, and that was the case for North Dakota State. Ladies, they were down in Tulsa to take on Oral Roberts, a heartbreaking one-point uh, game down in Tulsa, and then, of course, played the, the Beasts of the Summit in South Dakota State at Frost Arena this past Saturday. Now joined by the head coach of North Dakota State Bines and Women's Basketball, that is Marn Walseth. Good evening, Marn. Are you staying warm tonight, by the way, and out of the wind? <laughs> yes, we are out of the wind. Uh, we just actually wrapped up practice at uh, the wonderful shack, so well-insulated, well-heated. Uh, we had it, got a good sweat in, so I'm warm. Are you? I am warm, too. The, the, Brittany has the studio nice and comfortable in here. I don't know if uh, this is every night, but I kind of like coming in here on Mondays where it's nice and warm in here. And it was warm in Tulsa, too. I got to be with the ladies on this road trip. But, Marn and I, you and I talked about after the previous game, packing a good 20 minutes to, to end that game, taking that with you into the first 20 at Oral Roberts in Tulsa, and I thought you did so. It was really a case where where uh, it was tied to the wire. You, you figured some things out against Oral Roberts. I think your your message in the practice before the game, we talked about this morning in that Wednesday night practice before the Thursday game, you had an idea what you wanted the girls to do, and uh, unfortunately it ends at a one-point loss. So let's put to bed last week, starting with, with Oral Roberts and some things that you saw that, that, that pleased you a little bit. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we talked a lot in that Wednesday practice and in the pregame, uh, the shoot-around and then the pregame about being the change that you wanted to see, uh, you know, from an energy perspective, from an execution perspective, uh, loose ball, don't say, oh, I hope somebody else gets it, but dive on it yourself. And I really saw uh, a great grit and a great determination from our ladies down in Oral Roberts. Our second half was even better than the first half. And then so we grew as the game went on and certainly put together uh, a good, a good, a good game plan and a good game. And as you mentioned, just a heartbreaking loss. As you know, you don't, you don't want anything different. Well, obviously, except a win, but you don't want anything different than a perfectly executed play, a great shot taken by a great shooter. And unfortunately, it just didn't go down. But so much went right prior to that moment uh, that I really do commend our commend our young ladies for the effort and the, and the focus and the execution really, that they uh, that they put forth down in Tulsa. As a fan watching, obviously as a broadcaster, but we're fans as much as any fans are, as you know, Marn. I, I watched that game and, and calling that game down in Tulsa, and, and you're seeing a team that, that that's not getting the lead, but you're fighting and you're fighting, and eventually the second half, that lead, or that, that deficit dissipates down to negative 13, and now you're thinking, uh-oh, here we go. Are they What, what are they going to do? Which road are they going to take? And your girls, again, to their credit, which what I was really proud of, they – they climbed up by the bootstraps. You utilized your timeouts, your rotations because of fouls here, fouls there. They fought back, fought back, fought back, and finally steal a lead on a Kennedy, uh-huh. Kennedy Childers three-point field goal. And then, boom, Taylor Thunston, the ensuing play, picks off a pass at half court, and you've got a lead with seconds to play. What a comeback for the team on, on Thursday night. It was. It was, you know, living, living through it and then obviously rehashing it through film and, and with the staff and with the team. You know, we're down five with 2.12 left. 
and, and just the execution and the management that everybody had for those uh, last, you know, 215 there was, was really great. We were able to dr- call a timeout, uh, drop a play. Uh, it wasn't for the first option. It was for the second option. And, and so Kennedy was instructed uh, to, to execute her, her portion of it. If she didn't have a shot, she might have Taylor coming off of a screen. When it comes down to actually executing it, she was not open. Taylor was not open. But the gamer and the competitor in, in her knew that she needed to get off a, a good shot. So she was able to still hands down, man down, uh, you know, jack up a, jack up a well a well uh, practiced three off the slot. And, you know, she kept her cool and, and you know, sprinted back on defense. And that next, as you alluded to, in that next possession, um, we're playing just solid man-to-man defense. And Taylor jumps the screen absolutely right uh, and goes in for a steal. And all of a sudden, we're up one. Uh, you know, so that's exactly what you, the position that you want your team to be in because of their grit and determination, as you mentioned, from coming from you know 12, 13, 12 or thirteen down. Uh, we never gave up, and we were in that. We we were in the game, and we actually were ahead in the game. Um, and just a great play made by great players on their end uh, put us down one, which gave us another opportunity to execute a play, uh, not in a full timeout, but clock situations called by the refs allowed us to drop a play, and, and the young ladies set the screens and executed the play beautifully. Um, will, that's what that's all we can ask for. Obviously, that, you, you want the, you want you want to win, you want the shot to go down, uh, but at the end of the day, it's putting players in situations to make plays. And as I told Taylor after the game, if we can drop a similar play. You know, whether it's Friday night, Sunday night, next week, uh, and I have confidence that she'll, she'll hit the shot the next time. I will, uh, and, and to, to Maren's point about this Bison team, and even though the record doesn't show it, again, South Dakota's on top of the Summit League standings at 10-1. and one. You took that team to two overtimes. South Dakota State sitting at 9-1. and one. You're with that team at home for a good chunk, and we talked about this last week. Oral Roberts is sitting at 8-3 at and three in the league, and, and you had them on the ropes, uh, so to speak, and that one, they, they have athletes, and Martin's exactly right, they have athletes too. And, and I could say this now because we're on the Bison Feedback Show, I thought Taylor got fouled at the end. <laughs> I won't make you do it. I had a, I thought I was right in front of it. I had some pretty good eyesight on that. But the Bison fall on that one by a point, 59-58. to 58. In that game, the Bison had three ladies in double figures. Taylor Thunstead with 14. You mentioned Kennedy Childers, ice in her veins. That's a true freshman now, people. Uh, had a dozen points. I thought had a nice game. And then Marina with 11 points, nine rebounds. And Brianna Jones was had to be physical, and she pulled down eight rebounds in that physical play. And Emily Spears. Uh, continue to have a good one. We go from that one to the to the house that nobody likes to play in. Uh, you have to, and it's a big house. You you feel like the visitor in Frost Arena. There's no question about that, Marin. Uh, it was about uh, trying to get off and matching South Dakota State. I'm I'm sure every coach other than AJ Johnston talks about the how you've got to match their intensity and try to take that big crowd out of the game. And it's easier said than done. I thought you matched South Dakota State in the early goings, despite. Marina Whittle having a, a tough start from the field on Saturday, Marin. Agree? Yeah, you know, you mentioned a, a great basketball environment that I think you and I talked in, in the pregame on on Saturday of, of wanting to be in that environment and and yearning for the days that the shack is that environment for both men and women's basketball here yes. in Fargo. And and just the great fan support, the band, you know, the whole nine yards that, that they have, which really gives them a, a huge home court advantage, and that's what everybody wants. Um, and, and so walking in, I, I thought we had a great practice on Saturday or on, on Friday night, uh, very focused, detail oriented, very crisp, very sharp. Uh, but at the same time, there's no way to uh, foster that uh, the physicality and just the environment of which of which uh, 
South Dakota State plays in there at, at Frost Arena. Uh, and, and so I think, as you mentioned, we were able to, to withstand the first punch, but it, it became the third and the fourth and the fifth. Uh, in their home court, that just became a bit much for us. Yeah, when, and when we say punch, I, I say you almost mean literal when you're playing the Jackrabbits because <laughs> I've seen some physical games, uh, Marn. That one, you had to have the, the big girl gloves on, so to speak, to, to, to go toe-to-toe. It looked like, A, they were going to allow some of that to the play, which I think is good at times, maybe, uh, certainly. But that was as physical as it comes, don't you agree? It was. It was a very physical game, and you know, being a, post, a former post player myself, I like the physicality, uh, provided it's within the, the legal terms of, of the plays, uh, you know, the officiating book and whatnot. And you know, you and I can't really go into that right now. Right, but, right. but it was, you know, it was a very physical game, uh, and and to that, I, I can appreciate uh, their, their style uh, to a degree, and that's part of uh, their moxie and, and you know what makes them who they are, and, and they play it very, very well. Well, uh, coming up on a break, uh, by the way, to get involved in Bison Feedback tonight, 237-5948-800-880-5346. To put it into perspective, because after the break, we'll talk about the two home games coming up this week at the Benson Bunker Fieldhouse for the Bison women. And those become very special, not only just because they're Summit League games, but as Martin and I chatted about in the postgame show the other day, you're going to uh, want to get out and, and check those games out. The Bison sitting in the big perspective here uh, in really a, a, a battle in the Summit, Marin, because nine teams are in the Summit, eight make the tournament. You still have opportunities here to cut into that, and that's probably what not only this week, but the remainder of the season is all about leading up to that final game against Fort Wayne is just trying to put a W on the board, correct? Yeah, you know, and I, I think you're you're absolutely right. There's a, a fight at the top, and then you know there's a fight at the bottom. And I don't mean that in a negative way at, at all. Uh, you know, I, I got through the, the Saturday night woes and, and and feeling sorry for myself in right. some respects. Um, but honestly, you know, I woke up Sunday morning realizing that we have a fantastic opportunity still ahead of us. Uh, all the adversity that we've been through, the fight that our players have have put through, the grind they're in. Uh, you know, they they still come to the gym uh, every day with a smile on their face, wanting to get better. Um, and, and we have a great opportunity, uh, five, five games left, three of those being at home, um, and a realistic shot to, to still pick up three, four, maybe even five, even five victories. Uh, so there's still a lot to be played for, and that's the exciting part for us. That's what I like and when you look in these uh, these young ladies' eyes after a game, and, and Taylor Thunstead joined me after that tough one in Oral Roberts, uh, but you look in her eyes and it's still there. The fire is still there, and that's what you love to see because they know, they, they've tasted it. Uh, fans, they, they know they can play with these teams up and down in the summit. The next part is just getting rewarded, or as I like to say, sometimes catching a break. I mean, just catching a break at, at one time and getting a W. Marin, we'll come back on the other side. We'll talk about those two important home games this week. Uh, and IUPUI is coming to town. Omaha is coming to town. You're listening to Bison Feedback, brought to you in part by Thunder Seed, committed to meeting the changing needs of today's farmers. I'm monitoring the latest technologies and incorporating that knowledge into high-yielding seed products. Thunder Seed, linking today's farmer with tomorrow's technology. Call 1-888-6-THUNDER. That's 1-888-6-THUNDER. More Bison Feedback with the head coach, Marn Walseth, next on the Bison Radio Basketball Network. Whittle drives the baseline, got inside, double-clutch shot, banked in for two. Marino Whittle is starting to heat up. 
Yeah, that was the scene uh, against South Dakota State where Marina Whittle started off the game. I believe it was 0 for 7 and then started to get her shots. And for Marin Walseth and the NDSU Bison women, they hope that that starts uh, a sooner coming up this weekend. It's a special pair of games this Friday and Sunday at the Benson Bunker Fieldhouse. And I'll have Marin tell you about that. It's been a nice temporary home. And I'm not going to lie to you, Marin. It's a nice, intimate environment that is fan-friendly. And you feel like the fans are on top of you and you get a little sweat on you. Players might jump off the floor into your lap. I mean, that's what Benson Bunker Fieldhouse is all about. And you've got you've got two more, and it's not the end of the regular season there. But you do say goodbye to a to a building that you've uh, blood, sweat, and tears in a little <laughs> bit, haven't you, Marn? Coming it's, up this weekend. Yeah, you know the BBF, the Benson Bunker has been fantastic for us. Um, as you mentioned, a close, intimate environment. It's really been a fantastic home court advantage for us, just being a smaller smaller environment. Uh, and people are right on top of you. The band's there. You know, the, the bleachers can't even be pulled all the way out because there wouldn't be wouldn't be enough room for the for the uh, player benches and whatnot. Uh, so it's been a great, uh, cozy, cozy spot for us. And so this weekend, uh, as you mentioned, with IUPUI on Friday and then Omaha on Sunday, will be the last two basketball games in the in the BBF for some time, for the foreseeable future at least. Uh, and for that, uh, it'll be kind of sad. Uh, luckily, we'll still be able to have practice there. Uh, but it has been a really great, uh, like you said, temporary spot for us. Uh, and so we're looking forward to having a good home court advantage with, with the fans and, and the community uh, once again supporting us on, on Friday. And also on, on Sunday, if you need a date for your uh, Valentine, uh, we will provide you the opportunity uh, for, yeah. a two o'clock, for a two, 2 o'clock date. I can't can't uh, be responsible for your after-dinner plans or after-game plans for dinner, but uh, it's also our our breast cancer awareness uh, game. So we will be donning our white uniforms with pink trim and pink shoes, pink t-shirts. There'll be t-shirts given away at the door uh, as well as pink balloons and whatnot, really for a great national cause. Uh, And I've got a good feeling about this week. I I think the girls are, are, uh, number one, as I said in the earlier segment, I mean, they just deserve a win here pretty soon for the effort that they've been putting forward. Now, Friday is not going to be easy by any means, and, and, and certainly we'll talk about Sunday, too, and Valentine's Day and all that. But IUPUI comes to town. They are littered with with athleticism. It seems like we're talking about this a lot about the opponents you faced recently, Marin. But I know Danielle Lawrence is coming off a big performance in, in, the, in her last outing, and they still have Michael Rogers, who who is, you just have to be, a post you try to slow down because you're not going to be able to stop her. Um, uh, they got you the first one down in Indianapolis, Marn. What about this rematch with, with IUPUI? And I just named a couple, Lawrence and Rogers. Obviously, they've got more. Yeah, you, you named uh, probably the, the hot two right now. Uh, Mikhail Rogers on the inside was able to kind of have her way uh, at times, specifically when we were in zone uh, down at their place. Uh, once we went to man, I think we were a little bit more successful, and, and so that's the, those are things we'll be, we'll be thinking about it as our game plan continues to develop. Uh, but we did a lot of uh, man defense today at practice, and I thought it went well. Uh, so Rogers takes up the inside, and, and she's responsible for a lot of their interior scoring and interior rebounding. Uh, but as you mentioned on the outside, Danielle Loris really just had a phenomenal, phenomenal game uh, over the weekend. I want to say she had like 20 or 21 points by halftime. Uh, of their first game of the weekend. So she's a player that's, that's getting hot and, and playing very well for them. And, and what they, one thing that they create is a little bit of a, of a dribble weave or a dribble drive, and they're able to, all of their guards are able to kind of get what we say get downhill and get into the paint. Uh, then they've got kids that they can kick out, uh, they can kick out to as, as shooters, but also they've got nice interior play with, with Rogers there. Uh, Akil Sims, you know, she's a, a nice athlete as well. 
Uh, so they're more athletic than some of the teams uh, that we play, you know, particularly South Dakota, South Dakota State. Uh, so it's a different look for us. Um, but sometimes in, in those environments, you're, your ears are perked up a little bit more in your assignment. You need to be a little bit more focused on your assignment, and, and, and we can be successful in that environment as well. Uh, Kayla Sims, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned her too because it looks like she's really back in the fold now too, and we didn't get a chance to, to see her while the team was in Indianapolis. So that just adds another equation, but it's going to be a good basketball game. It's a Friday night. That's always fun. Everybody's always jacked up because the weekend is coming up. And, you know, So hopefully the environment is strong for North Dakota State. You mentioned on Sunday afternoon, Valentine's Day, fans, get on out and bring the, bring the sweetheart with you. I'll bring chocolate. If that helps, I'll bring the chocolate <laughs> if you want that. But Omaha is in town. Normally, uh, when you mention the word Davenport, my mother and father would say that's that's a, the term for a couch where it just sits and does nothing. <clears throat> Not the case when you talk about Omaha. How about that for a segue, Marn? Remy- <laughs> that was that was one of your better ones, Jack. Yes, uh, Remy, Remy Davenport, Davenport is, is one of their guards who's shooting the ball very well for them right now. Um, and, and so being able to identify her both in transition um, but also in penetrating kick situations, uh, they've got a lot of players who can put the ball on the floor. Uh, and kick out, and they they really thrive on the one more pass, uh, the catching the defense in a in a scramble on rotation. Uh, so they they're a little bit different in that respect. Uh, and then they've got a great player in Michaela Shaw at five ten. If that uh, really uses the most of her body and her athletic ability uh, to put uh, defenders in a precarious situation because she can shoot the three. She has a nice wonderful pull up. She can get to the rim. She can post up larger defenders. Uh, and she's a very good rebounder. Uh, by no means is she unstoppable. Uh, but she is somebody that we we can only contain as opposed to shut down. Uh, I believe she is leading the league uh, at this time uh, in points per game uh, with 17 or 18, something like that. So she's a a mainstay of their offense as well. Uh, But really, they're a different style of team on the defensive end. Um, They play a a 2-3 matchup zone, which they've been successful uh, in in a handful of opponents of of skying them, forcing them to take a lot of jump shots, and and people don't make jump shots on the road very often, um, as we've we've all seen. But their 2-3 zone in our in the comforts of BBF, you know, with some ball movement inside out, Taylor will definitely have the green light. Marina will have the green light. Kennedy has the green light to shoot. They all do. Um, will just force us to play a little bit more zone zone offense and, and be a little bit different in that respect. Uh, but, you know, two different styles of play, and, and that's the exciting part of this time of the year, preparing for both, knowing that you can be successful versus both, uh, and keeping your kids, uh, you know, on their toes and going. That's the exciting part. Yeah, if you want to uh, watch some uh, some young ladies putting some shots up that can drain it, this is the one for you on Sunday afternoon. We mentioned Davenport. You know, in that first meeting against North Dakota State down in Omaha, she was 6 of 11 from three-point field goal range. Her teammates combined two for 11. So, you know, Davenport really got locked in. Then they got a little little freshman guard uh, out of the state of Texas uh, named Amber Vidal, V-I-D-A-L. And she's a pesky little water bug, too, isn't she, Marin, at that point for Omaha? She is. You know, she knows her role, uh, and I don't know that her role is to always score. Uh, look, you know, looking at Coach Lang's expression at times, uh, you know, she certainly trusts her to run her offense to, to penetrate and, and to create for others, and, and she does that very nicely. She knows her role. Her teammates expect her passes. They know her role, uh, so she plays a very important, a very important role for them. We'll put a cap on it here, Marn. Talk about individual personnel. I know that Kennedy Childers, we just talked about the huge three. She hit down in Tulsa against Oral Roberts that that brought you within one, then you took a lead. But she also, on the ensuing two plays later, 
trying to stop Faith Ihem looked like she kind of twisted and tweaked a knee. And what we failed to mention, Martin didn't have Kennedy Childers in that game against South Dakota State. You also really didn't have the services of Hannah Bresky uh, under the weather, so you, you literally played with seven against South Dakota State. What about heading into this week? What can you tell us about Kennedy Childers? And uh, as far as Monday's concerned, are you 100% strong uh, with the players? Hannah is uh, Hannah is, is healthy. Unfortunately, I think she just got a little uh, a little dose of food poisoning, which is never fun for anybody. Uh, but she was at practice today. She was looking good. Her back to her normal self. So I expect her to be full go for the weekend. And Kennedy Childers, you know, getting back. Uh, you never know how an injury is going to it's not how someone's going to respond to an injury after playing after having to fly on an airplane, a couple of bus trips, things like that. Uh, so it was very comforting for all involved when when Kennedy got back here uh, late Saturday night. Had treatment yesterday moving much better today. We did hold her, we did hold her out of practice uh, for precautionary reasons uh, today. She was able to do some form shooting and, and whatnot, but no contact, nothing full speed. You know, we'll be able to give her again uh, tomorrow off as the whole team will be off tomorrow to, to mend the bumps and the bruises. And, and then she'll be reevaluated on Thursday or Wednesday, Thursday and, and Friday. So she's still day to day, but definitely making improvements. So that's uh, mentally and, and morally uh, uplifting to, to the group as they know that they're one of their comrades is, is healing. Um, and certainly for her, she wants nothing more than to build on the growth that she's, you know, demonstrated and then she's done through this year. Because um, I, you know, I, I see a kid who's just such a competitor, and she just she will do anything that you ask of her, and and she wants to you know battle and, and fight, and and she's used her athleticism, and and so for for her sake, I'd love for her to be able to play on on, on Friday because sitting out is probably more painful for her uh, than actually playing, is slightly injured or whatnot. But we will take our um, We'll take the medical. We'll hear the medical advice there, and and do what's right right for her and her health. But uh, hopefully, if she continues to progress as she has, uh, hopefully we'll be we'll get her back on Friday as well. Yeah, and individuals too. I'd mentioned coming off a game. Emily Spear, I thought had a good road trip. Martin and I talked about that. Uh, you know, Emily had had uh, thirteen points against South Dakota State and, and eight rebounds. She's coming off an eight. Uh, point. So so Emily Spear really getting it done in the post, I thought, had a good week. Uh, get Yagi back in that BBF and let her start launching those uh, <laughs> those Yagi bo- those uh, Brook bombs, we like to call them. <laughs> you know, they just keep dropping those in. It is a Friday-Sunday, boys and girls, and that's, you know, different than a Thursday-Saturday, but not that different, right, Marn? Friday-Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, the, the body's used to that. Yeah, yeah, it, it's fine. It's fine, but it is the first Friday-Sunday that we've had this year. We've had, we had plenty of them last year. Uh, but even my mind needs to get it all straight that, that today is Monday and tomorrow's Tuesday and we play on Friday. Uh, but I'm glad you mentioned Emily Spear because uh, she's a young lady who who's played uh, with a bit of an ankle just soreness and, and you know discoloration basically the whole year. And, and she really has never complained and she keeps fighting through it. And I think you saw uh, a different side of Emily this weekend. Uh, she's three for three from you know 15, 17 foot jump shots, uh, which is something that she practices religiously in practice and shoot around. And I'm glad she was uh, comfortable and, and found her niche in the offense to use that face-up game because that's something that is very unique to her uh, and one of her strengths. And then so I was happy that she could kind of pull that together for the Oral Roberts game. Uh, and another thing that she's working diligently on with, with Patrick Harrison in, in the post and in practice is her little hook shot. And even the ones that don't go in, they look, they look good. They look comfortable. They have nice arc to them. Uh, she's using her body well to shield the defender, things like that. So she's continuing to get better over the course of the year. And, and so I, I was very happy personally for her uh, to see her play with the confidence that she did and, and still be able to communicate and fight uh, both into, you know, one highly close game and then one, you know, hostile environment. Indeed. Uh, I think the mentally, the mental strength that she, that she has was really evident. 
It is a it's a busy week. It's a fun week. Got good feelings, Marn. Thanks for the time tonight at Bison Feedback. Good luck this weekend. Thanks, Jack. You got it. You've been listening to Bison Feedback on the Bison Basketball Radio Network.